0: let's get
1: into the tigers really like the, the I would read like I would sum up their squad right now as on paper very exciting but it's not just about being on paper it's about standards it's about culture it's about bringing it all together and making it click some strengths obviously the number nine is, is a massive strength their edge back rowers go from okay to okay wow um Look, I'll get your thoughts first, Guru, on this squad. Uh, There's one glaring problem that I have with it, but I'll get your thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, look, I like look at this Tiger side. I think they've recruited incredibly well. Uh, To think that, you know, they've potentially got the best forward of the last two years. They've signed him up. Um, You know, we've said a number of times on this show, if Appy doesn't sign with the Panthers a couple of years ago, I don't think Penrith are going for their third comp in a row. Uh, I don't They'd be anywhere near it. So they've done incredibly well for the position they're in to recruit the way they have is sensational. Uh, But yeah, mate, I I love the pack. Bit of a question mark over the halves. It's a very young outside back group too. I think they are, you know, one or two injuries away in their outside back from looking very, very young and inexperienced, which uh, can be very costly in this competition. But there is no doubt whatsoever, I think they're in a better spot than they have been probably since Benji was at his peak, I think.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's almost you're having two conversations. It's like, Relative to where they were, mm. relative to winning a comp. And like so, relative to winning a comp, when you look at the outside backs, you go, ooh, I just don't think that. I don't know if they've got the class there. Relative yeah. to where they were, though, you're going, this is incredible they managed to even recruit the people that they recruited.
2: Which is just an indication of how strong this competition is.
1: Mm. Yep, absolutely. Timmy, what do you reckon?
3: Yeah, really good-looking side. I'm so excited for the Tigers this season after a few tough years. Uh, as you said, the forward pack... Very impressive, um, with obviously Apicorosau being the highlight of that. Probably my, my only one concern with the forward pack is, uh, this is nitpicking a little bit, but maybe mobility. Could they be too big? I'm looking at uh, Uta Kamanu, Dave Clemmer, IPAP, Sean Lord, Joe Offengowie, gowie then off the bench, sort of Fanua Polly, Alex Twal, a lot of big boys in there. So possibly mobility around there. If they can land John Bateman, I reckon that would erase a lot of Concerned about that Mm. Because he's one of the most mobile forwards in the game Um, But again, I am nitpicking So I think it's a great platform to work off And then similar thoughts in the back line Where yep, plenty of potential there Especially the back five The back three is another area of concern I see just small Dane Laurie, Charlie Staines uh, A bit of chat that maybe Ken Mamalo shifts to centre To accommodate the arrival of Staines So um, just whether they have uh, Obviously David Nofaluma's back this season After his stint with Melbourne is the back three going to be a little bit small to set that platform? few question marks, but all in all, a much improved side to last season. I think also with the forward pack, the thing that stands out for me
2: is, you know, Joe it probably looks like he'll be at 13. I think he's probably the best choice there. But you think back to last year, whenever, you know, Adam Dwayne and Luke Brooks are playing their best, it was when Hastings was in 13, you had a ball player there just getting them a little bit wider. So that's mm. the other thing I worry about that, as you said, <clears throat> in the forward pack, they're all big bodies. I wonder if they're just a little bit too one-dimensional, whether they're, they're, they're going to miss not having, you know, a ball playing 13 there.
1: Yeah. Joel Van Gawe had one of the better seasons, arguably, of his career last year. But is he a ball playing 13? I'm not sure what's happening at training. But again, like if I'm the coach and I saw that, Offen Gaway the problem with the Tigers is he's really the only option for 13. And no one's even really close to being an option. That we know of. There may yeah. be a younger guy here that could fit there, but at the moment I can't see anyone.
2: The, the only one for me that I think could play that role, he made his debut last year, is uh, Justin Matamua. He looked very strong. He's got very nice hands, but I don't know if he's ready for a full-time role mm. at 13. I think eventually he could be that guy, but I don't think he's quite it this year. As I said, I would go with O at 13, but when you compare him to other 13s around this competition and... I think especially that's shown that the halves that they've got probably need someone to get them a little bit wider. Uh,
1: well, it's not like the Melbourne Storm where Hughes and Munster, can they, they can afford to have just a bloke that just carts it up and gets his job done.
2: And, you know, every team has their weak spots, but their halves, they've essentially got two halves, that's it. Hastings is gone. Um,
1: that was going to be my glaring concern. Like, I cannot even believe... I mean, as I said... Relatively speaking to last year, huge excitement. But if you're looking at like what would be the perfect balance of a squad heading into a season with two halves in your top, I think this is thirty, maybe it's twenty-five, but it looks like your top thirty. That's that's wild to me.
2: Well, obviously Hastings left, but Jock Madden left as well. Yeah, he's not, he's not a superstar, but he
1: can come in. You and keep do him. Job for you it. keep him for this specific reason, and it's not like he left to the Broncos t- for a starting spot. Yep. You know he's going to be in the same spot at the Broncos as he was at the Tigers.
2: I said to um, someone that is involved with the Tigers the other day, who would be your next man to step up in the halves? The answer I was told was Dane Laurie.
1: Wow. No,
2: so, no uh, So hopefully there's a young guy they can elevate from their squad. I oh, sorry. They, that since then they've they, they've obviously got Will Smith too, but I I don't think he's, he's not an out and out either. half. He's a
1: fourteen. Like I think I think. In a perfect scenario, at the very least, you've got a 18 to 19. to. For example, look at the Melbourne Storm. Um, they've got Pezzet. Is it Pezzet? That's yep. how you say his mm-hmm. last name? Yeah. And so, like, you don't want Pezzet playing a whole season. You don't because he's still so raw. But at least you can see that's the next guy, you know, if someone gets injured that's a, that can be brought in and if he, if he struggles the first few games, it's okay because he's young. Whereas, as I said, you look at this and you go, like, Will Smith – from the titans was struggling to get a spot there um great utility but the chances of one of your halves going down in the season for at least four to six weeks is substantial yeah. and the concern with the tigers is, is like they're going to need every week they can get like every win they can get sorry um so that's a real concern for me and the problem as well as is, is like a, the negative – and we'll get to the positive, guys. Don't worry, Tigers fans. We'll get to the positives. The negative is if one goes down and then the season turns into a disaster, it's almost like, oh, my God, recruitment's going to become tough again. Keeping these guys we've just recruited, it's going to be tough again. Um, so really surprised that – for example, they've got <coughs> Jake, Jake Simpkin. Who was the, who was the, I was little that went to the Dragons, yeah. hey? Like they've got three hookers and only two halves. And you'd argue that, like, you would probably be better off having four halves and two hookers or, or whatever.
2: Especially, like, I mean, even when the Tigers are occasionally going, well, Luke Brooks is under pressure then. Like, now when there's no other options, I just... Oh,
1: the letting go of Madden to me was just, like, blows my mind. Blows my mind. There
3: has to be something in the works. Maybe, like, yeah. They can't just be relying on Will Smith, surely. Yeah. Because... They've got no one there. Like I'd be very surprised if between now and the start of the season, I don't know how many spots they've got left in their roster, but there's got to be a half coming in.
1: Surely. like like a, Even even if you went into New South Wales Q Cup and you just got a, a veteran that's like mm. 26, 27, he, you know, he wants an opportunity, he's finished in the top four or six, even that level of, of seven or six is really good to have. Just to bring him in, he can kick the ball into the corners and just get the team around the park yeah. if he has to.
2: What's your brother up to?
3: Yeah, we'll have to start making a few calls, won't yeah, we? Sammy. If, uh, if only there was a tried and tested half-duck ready to go. So, <laughs> uh, down, down playing south somewhere next season, but yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, like surely there's a, a seven or six out there that would love to just get an NRL squad and get a train and trial, pay him 1200 a week or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that is a very big concern. You know, going even more negative... Like, what if Brooke Brooks fails to fire? You know, and then you've just got you've got this incredible forward pack with no direction.
2: Like when I when I honestly have a look at that squad now, like you've got Jake Simkin. If one of the halves went down, as crazy as it sounds, I think you start to look around and go, do we play Appy at yeah.
1: So. yeah, probably do. Would
2: genuinely be the best option un- unless they bring someone else in.
1: But just craziness, like yeah. that, that that's happened. And it's but
3: just not good for the squad, like having. Essentially, no pressure on Dewey and Brooks yeah. because it's like, well, they're going. We can't really get dropped because who comes in? Will Smith. It just won't happen. Like, yeah. You'd have to be playing. No knock on Will Smith, as you said. I, I think he's an extremely useful bloke to have as a in the squad because he covers so many positions. But yep. there's just not a lot. Of, there's no pressure on him essentially.
1: Yeah. So I wonder whether there's a you know younger fellas in the extended squad mm. that we just don't know about yet. Um, but t- t- going with two halves into a season in your squad, is, it's almost a bit bizarre. And I like, just
2: have a look at their halves that played Cup last year. Like, I-, I don't know too many of them, but, for example, Tyron Peachy, he played 10-odd games at 5'8", for them in reserve grade last year. So yeah, it's
1: worrying. So I- I'm just looking, like, just flipping the page. Every single squad I'm looking at right now has minimum three halves, and a lot of them have all, all played NRL. You know, so glaring, glaring concern. Um but the positives, though, the positives is the forward pack. Is this the best forward pack they've had in since 2011, 12? Probably,
2: I think so. Yeah, probably since like the Gareth Ellis sort of days, on paper anyway. Um, it's actually hard. Like With the forward pack, it's hard to work out who's going to be your starting front rowers, who, who's going to be on the bench, especially if yeah, if one of like um, Fenua Bowl, Bloor, um, Stefano, if one of these guys kicks on to be a real star, which I think are under David Clemmer they genuinely could, they they could become a real powerhouse
1: in the mm. pack. I mean, just one of them. Yeah, you're right. Like Stefano, we've already seen him kind of kick on. So mm. if we could just find that again, and then if Bloor becomes the player that he kind of was coming through the ranks before he got injured, all of a sudden, and and let's say Joe O in the off season just all he does is his ball work, and he he because in Joe Offengail's defense. He was shifted into that thirteen yep. mid-ish year or maybe like a quarter into the year. Very hard to expect him to go from bench front rower ish to a ball playing thirteen. So maybe a whole preseason there changes it for him. Um, hope so. So anyway, looking at this forward pack, who do so we see Clemens starting? Stefano starting up front? Probably. Yeah. Or would you start twelve?
2: Probably Stefano I think I want him With Clemmer As much as I can Then Is I, that
1: Is that Too big It's a fucking Huge forward front yeah,
2: right. Might be Might be uh, I'll tell you who, I was really impressed With that uh, For Noah Bola At the end of last yeah. year I thought he was really One of their better
1: players Last year
2: But he, he might be better As a bench sort of Impact guy um, Once again If Twelves back to uh, full fitness, I'm, I'm more than happy to start him as well. So it mm. might be a bit of
1: a rotation. Like rotate Clemmer rotate and Stefano and keep Twal on there for the longer minutes maybe. I think so, yeah. Because he fucking gets he's so good yeah. defensively, gets through so much work. Whereas like the only concern I have with starting with Stefano and Clemmer is you might lose a bit of like impact throughout the game when they both go off. If they, I mean, I'd assume they'd both go off surely at some stage. Um, but if you want to open the game and get good starts like remember a few years ago they they lost the grand final but remember penrith i think it was like three years ago now where they would come out and just blitz teams in the first 20 like just fucking absolutely to tear them to pieces it's it's if you're looking to rather than like win a grand final but to like make eight the top eight it's not a bad tactic to go with just to get on the front foot in games?
2: I personally think this team has to get on the front foot to win games. I don't think they can lose the first 20, 25 minutes and get themselves back into contests.
1: Do you think with – let's say we were going to start Stefano and Clemmer? Do you think you're losing a bit of Alec Twoll's motor on the field by bringing him on only for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes instead of 60, 70?
2: And that's the awkward thing. I think those three guys are – all of them are like – Mainstayers, I don't think any. I don't think any of those. throw I look at and go, "Oh, that's a really good impact guy to bring on." Uh, so yeah, it's. it's t- I mean, it's it's not a bad problem to have, of course. Mm.
1: I could see Stefano coming becoming impact, mm. just coming on and just fucking absolutely from the back fences, else in so, no. the no. softest solo minor, off the bench yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon?
3: Yeah, and the other thing, I suppose, when we do look at sort of how many HIAS there are in games and injuries these days. They've got big minute forwards. So Ipap and Bloor can obviously go 80 on the edges. And then between Joe O, Clem in particular, Alex 12 they can all play big minutes if needed. So I don't think they'll be sort of caught too short. It also gives them the option to to run that utility on the bench and play sort of a forward short if they want to, whether they run with Will Smith or Jake Simpkin, I'm not sure. But uh, big motors in their forwards. And then I said again, if Johnny Bate... It's, one, it's a very good forward pack if they can add John Bateman to it, which seems – that's pretty damn strong speculation. <coughs> it becomes one of the elite packs in the competition. Do you
2: consider playing him at third own?
1: Bateman? Yeah. Nah, I, think, I just think he's so good on that edge there. And yeah. he, he's too, like – Unorthodox? Unorthodox, yeah, and he'll can't. jump all over the shop, and which is great on the edge because it Skittles' defences. But in that – honestly, 13 has come so far. And I know there's different ways to play footy. 13's come so far, they're, they're a part of the spine now. Yep. Like, they're genuinely... Like, try watch a Penrith game and tell me Isaiah isn't part of the spine. Or even in Cam Murray. Like, obviously, they still take their hit-ups and they get through all the hard work. And so, yeah, I'd keep him on an edge. Um, and I would basically... You know, Bloor would obviously have to mo- most likely go to the bench. Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know. He's back from injury. He's young.
2: Maddie, you've probably seen more of Sean Bloor than us. Could you play him at 13, potentially? Or is he... Is I don't he-
1: think he's at 13. No, from what I've seen, no.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I've,
1: okay.
4: Yeah, it's and been a, it's been a while since I've since I've seen him, but yeah, it's it's probably he, it would be a sideways move.
1: I mean, he could play like maybe an old school, older style of thirteen. Mm. Um, he's just a super aggressive, good ball runner, like super aggressive, good ball runner, good defender. Mm. Um, so, like, you know, obviously they'll identify at the Tigers, but you'd have to say going into this season, it's their forward pack that really stands out for.
2: Yeah, for sure. It is. Oh, I just I know keeping I kept bringing up. I just reckon that 13 angels is going to be very interesting because they did go into the season planning for Hastings to be there. So they they were building a team around having a genuine ball player there and do Now. Reckon, do
1: you reckon they were planning it though, or they always planned to move Hastings on?
2: I don't know. Uh, I think you could get two sides of that story. Yeah. You can choose which one you want to believe, but yep. I mean Yeah, you might be right.
1: Yeah.
3: Cause, I wonder...
1: Because, like, in what world is he the long-term 13 at the club?
3: Yeah, and I wonder, I'm thinking it loud, but, you know, Tim Sheen's obviously a very old-school coach. Mm. Um, he's been around for years and years and years. Like, it's a very new form of thinking, this ball-playing lock, and we all love it. We think it's the way to go, and the, certainly at least the, the immediate future of rugby league and a good footy side. But maybe Sheen's just coming just going, no, nah, he's happy to have that big ball play Not ball-playing, the big ball-running... Um, lock, more size in the middle, not Mm -hmm. worrying about the ball play. Maybe he's not worried. Maybe he doesn't want it.
1: Yeah, and, and, like, when you look at the size of the forward pack and they're all super aggressive and all that kind of stuff, maybe it is just a bash and barge game. Like, when you look back to Sheens when they won that comp, it's ironic because they were a smaller forward pack, but it was all about quick play of the balls, getting on the front foot, not being able to hold them down, Benji Marshall and Prince off the back of it.
2: And, I mean, like, as much as, you know, we talk about that old Tigers team that Tim Sheens had and it was all about, you know, Prince and Benji... They also had um, Robbie Farah at nine. He was very crafty. Mm. And maybe you're right. Maybe they are just playing to their strengths of sort of handing the keys to Appy. Yeah. Just playing that barge through the and middle.
1: Just, just, I mean, look, you look at the Roosters, you'd have to say, like, with the players that they've recruited and what they're doing, it, it seems as though they're going around the ruck and just, you know, I think the Storm had a lot of success with it where they were just a lot around, like, just so fast around the ruck. And then when they got the opportunity to spin it, they'd spin it. Um, you know, when Adam... Dwahi and uh, Luke Brooks, like they probably lean more towards running sixes and sevens than these, you know, I would say, who's just an out-and-out ball-playing seven that like doesn't, you know, barely runs. Um, probably like a Chad Townsend, Adam Reynolds. Like they're like pure, pure, barely run, just get the ball around the park. Whereas Brooks and Dwahi, du- like they'd probably be up there with, at their on their day up there with the better ball-running Sixes and sevens? Yep. Um, so maybe that's what he's trying to do. And, and and it kind of makes sense, the logic, because of the, the six again rule of this, like, just keep ball in play, just keep ball in play, and just try and overwhelm them. Um, really interesting to see what they're going to do. Like, the, you know, you still got guys like Alex Safar, who I think had some good moments last year. Um, I agree. For no, uh, for, uh, is it Fenua or Fonu? Nua? Anyway, for Pole, Pole, Um I thought he had some really good moments. Um, Sioni Feinu, that's going to be an interesting one because, that you know, the Feinu name, we know how talented that family is. Mm. It'll be interesting to see uh, how he goes. But I think, like, you've got your Storwart, like your Stort, like your, Twolls, your Clemmers, um, your Joos, your Isaiah Papali. But I, th- I think they really need Stefano to have a massive year this year. Yeah. They can't afford to go another year without a young gun forward coming. Because, like, then it's like, what, who's the next young gun forward that they have that, like, could genuinely play Origin? Right now, it's it's really... You know, maybe Sean Bloor down the line, but we haven't really seen much from him. Stefano's really the only one where you go, oh, that's their version of Payne Haas, or that's their version of, of whatever. I really think he needs to have a big year.
2: I think there's a game plan there with this squad that can work, but I just think they're going to need a lot to go their way.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Brooks and Dewey, do I need to stay on the field?
2: Well, yeah, if the 7, 6, and 9 get injured, suspended, whatever it might be. I'm very, very worried about them. And, mate, for all we know, like, like Appy, if he plays Origin this year, there's going to be three months where he's going to be out of the side. That period's going to really worry me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. for Sure. For sure. Um, I think some positives. I think in the hooking role, they've, they've got – it's like they've done fantastically in regards yep. to depth. Appy, obviously, Simpkins can come and do a job. He's still relatively young. I think he's still about 22, 23. Um, the uh, I'm not even gonna to try to say that Ru Negatura, Who did he play for? Fiji, I think so. Um, you know, so like, great depth in the the hooking role, the backs. Apologies, got to get a little bit negative again.
4: Just just on him on Rua, he was the Jersey Flag Player of the Year last year and captained him to a undefeated season. Maybe well, that could have been two years ago actually.
1: Yeah, so, he's, so like he's good far out. Like there you go. So their nine role is yeah. And pair uh,
2: them with Appy and prove out of sight. To yeah,
1: well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, when you talk about, like, squad, like, balance, hmm. their nine-roll, you could make the argument it's one of the best nine-roll, like, nine depth in the, in the comp. Because, like, you've got hookers, Brandon Smith, Connor Watson, Jake Turpin at the Roosters, which would challenge it. But, like, Connor Watson, he's more of a 13, kind of. Uh, Jake Turpin, again, on the edge there. Appy Coruscant right now is the back-to-back. So he, you know, kind of... Outweighs, he has more weight than, say, a Brandon Smith, even though Brandon Smith, and Hooker. Um, for where they are on the table, for them to have that depth in the hooking role, I think that's a massive win, a massive win. Um, now, to their backs. My concern with the backs is, is that, you know, Dane Laurie, more footy under his belt, is going to be great. Do they have the elite-level backs yet? They've got potential, but when you compare it to some of these other back lines... I, I worry that, you know, they may not be ready to really compete with the top eight sides yet.
2: I agree, and I think that they're two wingers. you got Kemamalo and Knopf, who are, you know, the better players in the in this back line, who still defensively, oh,
1: I've got a lot of question
2: marks over. And then you look at all the
1: centres. And they're not – form-wise, they're not at they're their not peak at their right now. You no. Know?
2: Nah. And then you look at their centres, I mean, <clears throat> mate, you're picking out of a lot of young guys who have potential, but – centre is such a key position, especially in defence, you can probably talk more about it, but having so many young heads in your centre spots, that always worries me.
1: Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and the thing with like young, like a young back line, it's like if you get rattled with one or two tries at the start of the game, everyone's head's off. Like everyone's like shooting in or it's all disconnected. Whereas when you have some older players in key positions, they stay calm, they stay within their systems. What do you reckon about the uh, the backs...
3: Yeah, you mentioned before with Stefano Utakamano needing to, or one of these younger Tigers forwards to really be the next sort of big thing in the pack. My head immediately went to the back line and there's, as Guru touched on, there's a lot of back line players with potential in this side. Like, like what have we got? Tommy Talia, Asu Asu Capeo, Junior Tupu, um, a few of these blokes who have been hyped up, hyped up and never really hit their straps. And I let them off the hook a bit because they've played in a struggling Tigers side for the last couple of years when they've had their chances. But I think we just need one of these players to slot in at centre or the wing and one of them did really hit their straps this year. And behind the forward pack that they've now got, I think they can do it. Mm. Tommy Taylor is the one that I particularly yeah. like who's had some injury troubles the last couple of years. But <clears throat> Tommy offers a lot. I think he's a really good dis- defensive centre as well. And uh, he's the one that I'm excited to hopefully see with the full season under his belt. Um, they are lacking a bit of strike out wide ken mamalo if he does shift to center i don't think i've ever seen him play center he's mm. a he's a big boy whether that'll work out or not i'm not convinced so um look i think they've got the platform up front that this back line can do enough damage whether or not it's enough to sort of make be top four or compete for a title i'd probably not but there's enough there
1: do you- if if Nofaluma and, and Mamello can get back to their best footy, I think <laughs> that changes everything. Mm. Because mm. them at their best footy are literally, you know, one of the best wingers in the comp. Like there's they've, you know, David Nofaluma. There was years there where he was incredible. Ken Mamello at the, the Warriors. There were years where he was the best wing in the comp, just destructive. It's just a matter of getting them back to that spot.
2: And I mean, if, you know, if we're being honest, historically Tigers don't tend to do that, mm. which is my biggest worry. Oh, I just look at this side and I think that. When you're coming up against them, I think the game plan sort of writes itself. They've got a big pack. You want to move them around, and then you're going to really attack their edges.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think I'd be I'd just be running at their three, three in defenders, so their halves, and just staying around the corridors there. Yep. Um, yeah, Tommy Talau, massive, massive raps coming through, came in, made his debut, played solidly, had been really unlucky with injuries, especially last year. Um, did you get a chance to see Tommy Talau coming through? But he, uh, if I recall correctly, he had a lot of raps on him. Yeah, yeah, he
4: was he was through all those all those pathways. He was yeah, as you say, lot of raps on him. One of the guns coming through, and because he he was injured recently, so yeah, he's that that's the only thing that's halting him at the moment.
2: The other one that I thought was good last year, I think he came after the year, was that um, Stafford Tower, or maybe he arrived late in the preseason yeah, or whatever it was. I, I, I thought he was decent last year. I'm not sure if he's i
1: I'm just not sure what position centre. he is. Yeah,
2: that's, that's my other yeah, one. Yeah. But I think he has to be a centre in this team, realistically. Uh, yeah, yeah. as you said, to me, I think you need one of these young backs to really kick on. There's this – I haven't seen him play, but I've seen a lot of Tigers pages talking up. Young bloke Josh uh, Felady. I believe it is. I'm not even sure what position he plays, but – they all seem to be I think very a high.
1: On
0: as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, fingers okay. crossed.
1: Well, maybe he's the guy that, that comes through. Um, all right. The magic question: Is this a top eight squad?
3: Not for me. You think? ninth place,
1: mate? <laughs> oh, how dare you, sir!
3: To be honest, though, I I feel like they're a ninth place team. I,
1: I oh, really? Not? Yeah.
3: I I, just, I don't think. I said if they can go okay on the injury front, I think it's a team that can push for the top eight for sure, but just not quite there.
1: Maddie, top eight squad or not? I don't think so purely
4: because they're an injury away from disaster. So, yeah, not for me.
3: I think the other
2: thing just to keep in mind with this Tigers squad and for younger listeners, their coach, Tim Sheens, he's got this incredible knack over the last 40 years of rugby league of just revolutionising whatever is going on. Whether he's capable of doing it with this squad, I don't know. Uh, but he has been doing it for a very long time. So that's the one thing that makes me think maybe I'm underestimating this side.
1: Yeah, look, they're building towards something good, mm. in my opinion. It's This year, in my opinion, it's not about making the eight. I mean, it is about making the eight, obviously. It's about fighting for the eight because at least they can show progress. And it might sound like to Tigers fans, we've been sitting at ninth for so long. <laughs> Well, actually, when you look at the last few years, you've, they've been going back every single year. Um, so this is about reaffirming that they're on the up. If they can do that to the to the market, all of a sudden they go out and they get that depth seven or they go out, they get that gun winger or centre or whatever it is. So right now I don't think that they have the squad to make the eight. If you had said to me two years ago, this like as in that, that and they'd recruited like this, what I, I would have said, oh, I think they could – challenge for it but the concern with the tigers and making the eight this year is the improvement of so many other squads where you go shit like for example like the broncos didn't make the the um the eight and if you look at the Broncos squad and maybe i'm i'm biased but if you look at the Broncos squad compared to this squad i would say that's it's more likely of making the eight and they may not make the eight um you've got the cowboys you've got the sharks you know like this that that eight just becomes it's becoming very congested yeah. So I think just outside the age.
2: I, I think there's going to be two or three teams this year that improve their football, but ladder-wise, don't move. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. which is a good sign for the comp that yep. like that you know we're getting this much improvement. Um, so I think we'll see improvement from the Tigers this year because they've got some of the best recruitment in the competition, um, but they've got to stay injury-free. If they get injuries in key positions, it could be an absolute disaster. Like, dis- like disaster to the point where, like, people are getting releases, all that kind of carry-on. Um, I think the
2: other advantage they've got, both of your halves, granted, you need them to stay injury-free. They're both off-contract. They're both in contract years. Yep. So, point to prove there, whether it's going to be at the Tigers or somewhere else, I don't know. But, oh, fuck, I hope it's at the Tigers.
1: I'm just trying to look here. So, Brooks, 2023. Dwight, 2023. Is is that a concern moving forward for recruitment?
2: Oh, I think so, for sure. That's it's an odd situation. You've only got two halves in the club. They're both on contract next year, and the coach you've got this year you already know isn't going to be the coach next year. Mm. It's a very unique. I hate to say, but it's a very tiger situation. Like, there's not many teams that would find themselves in a boat like this, other than
1: the tiger. The concern is, is like if they kill it. Like, let's say they come out. Brooks hit reaches his potential. Dwight, he plays as well as we know he can. The four pack come out and just explode people in the first 12 games. And they sit in top four, which is like, although it's crazy, I, it's still a reality. It's not like they're so far off that they couldn't do that. All of a sudden, Dwight, and Brooks are commanding like a million dollars each. Yep. And you're going, shit, maybe we should – you know what I mean? So it's a risk, massive risk. And it means
2: if one of them does go good – like that will mean that a couple of these young forwards will go good. A couple of these outside backs will go to a new level. All of a sudden, the Tigers are paying out the arse to keep these guys they've had for
1: years. They haven't got any – yeah, it's – (sighs) Interesting. I mean, I understand why the Tigers have done it though because it's like how long – I mean, me personally, I would have – depending on how much he was asking, I would have re-signed why he – like earlier in the year. uh, Again, depending – if he's asking like – 800k or whatever, then obviously I wouldn't resign him. I don't think he's there just yet. But if I could land why here around a five six hundred k, I probably would have kept him at six.
2: Even just having a look at um, David Nofaluma, like he's probably you know the guy that's been there outside of Brooks, the guy that's been there the longest. Like he's got another three years left on his contract, and they let him go to another club. Half that's
1: bizarre. What's going to happen there? Like there's no way he sees that three years out. Surely.
2: No, I, I, I I'm surprised he's back there. I, I, I didn't think he'd return to me. Well, I reckon Brooks. it would
1: have been more down to the fact that um. Storm probably weren't willing to pay half his... I mean, Tigers, sorry, weren't willing to pay half his deal. Mm. Yeah, because he wouldn't be getting the same at the Storm, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon the Tigers are like, nah, we're not paying you bloody, you know, four, 300k to play for someone else kind of thing. Yeah.
2: There is... There's There's that kid in the forward pack that I think is one to really watch, that Justin uh, Matamua. I reckon he's one that could make a big difference over the next few years.
1: Okay. So, look... Really positive signs, especially their forward pack, at uh, the Tigers. And it's it's honestly, it's still incredible after the years that they've had that they have arguably the best recruitment of any club in the NRL. So good on them. They deserve a wrap for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how they go.
2: And all the reports coming out of it, it's not like they've spent millions and millions to get these yeah. guys. It all sounds like pr- pretty decent deals.
1: I mean, this Mitch Moses chat, this 1.4 chat, I don't know if they're offering him 1.4, but maybe that's why they haven't re-signed one of their halves because they're trying to get Mitch Moses back. I I can't see Moses going back there far. No way. The
4: report was that that's what's holding up the Bateman signing because they want to get Moses. That's just an article I read.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't – could you really see Moses going back to the Tigers after how great it's been at the Eels?
2: Even the way he left the Tigers like
1: It wasn't good. Like it wasn't, wasn't positive. Good at all. It wasn't mutual. If, it yeah. was a fucking shit fight. And yeah. also like the reports were that they chose Brooks over Moses. Like that was the report that came out. And also and like the way it was all handled and it didn't seem like it was a happy breakup. So I like, I don't know. Like are they are Tigers being used right now for Moses to get a bigger contract?
2: You'd have to assume.
1: Surely that. they are. But like how are they not aware of that? <laughs> Like, and look, we don't have any inside info, guys, so maybe we're talking utter nonsense and we apologise to the Tigers if that's true. But if I was the Tigers after everything that happened, I would be like, boys, I feel like we're getting used here for a bigger contract. Um, But maybe I'm just too cynical, Guru. Maybe too many bad things have happened to me.
2: I find it hard to believe. (laughs)